Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Dish. This is Stephanie March. Uh, I'm here today on the family episode of The Feast with my son, Jake Larson. Woo! Woo! That's right. Jake, how old are you now? 15. And how long have you been doing this uh, Thanksgiving show with me? I don't know. I think the first remember? one was three years ago. Was it three years? Days to my hometown, so I find a friend and we crash another friend's Thanksgiving, including their parents. So oh, it's nice! So fun, and it's like it's just sweet because it's our friends like cooking. Yeah, so it's like oh, I've had like multiple friends cook for me. That's so nice, <laughs> and they did like amazing job because I'm not a big cook, so I was very impressed. Okay, now now we all know your hope is our resident millennial. So yes. she, uh, you have to tell me, you guys didn't have chicken, did you? We did not have chicken. Thank God. Thank God. There is hope, you guys. There hope is. with hope. <laughs> no, very like traditional. We did have turkey and ham, which I've grown up with both. Oh, you too. have. So that to me wasn't different, but I always thought like usually we talk more about the turkey or yeah. the bird, you know. So we had that. And then when we were talking about the feast, all these different um, traditional dishes, but different recipes to like make it different. Oh, and cool. A lot of riffing. Yes. So, oh my gosh, sweet potatoes that were made differently than I was used to. The green bean casserole was, I don't know if it was considered a casserole, but a green bean dish, dish. that didn't have the goop. I guess. Right. It was a little bit fresher. <laughs> it and was fresh. Maybe more oh. nimble. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just so good. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That sounds like fun. We did. We had a couple things that we had, did not have before. I, how did you feel about the acorn squash? The acorn squash. Um, I mean, that was the hazelnut one. Right? Yeah. So what I did with you guys was I took acorn squash. This was going to be this was a total riff because for some reason I had it in my mind that I wanted acorn squash on the table, but I didn't honestly really 100% know what I was going to do with it and I had thought about doing a mole sauce underneath which is sort of that Mexican spice not chocolate mole but a hazelnut mole but and that's because I ate it at Colita and that was Mm. what sort of inspired me but then I realized man that is one hard sauce to make like that is like hours and hours and it's like it's actually I think a two-day sauce if you're going to do it right and there's a ton of things and I just I was underprepared for it so I ended up where we took the acorn squash and I qu- did a quick blast so that I could cut it. And then I sliced it, it, you know, in the oven. I did a quick blast in the oven to kind of soften it a bit. And I sliced it. Then I made sort of a verde sauce. It was not a pesto, but it was pumpkin seeds and oil and arugula. So it was kind of a pesto. There just was no cheese to it. Um, and then I put that on the bottom of the plate. I put the acorn squash, which I had roasted on top of that. And then brown butter with hazelnuts. Like I browned a whole bunch of butter. What did you think of that, Jake? You didn't like it. No, I, I um, <laughs> yeah, not not gonna sweet, uh, not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, for some reason, like right as you uh, took the brown butter hazelnut situation off of the um wherever it was coming from, I was just like, nah, no, no the I, smell I'm good. of it. You just weren't in. No, it, I was just like, I need to go outside for a second. <laughs> so bad. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't know. There, that was a personal thing, I yeah, think, because I yeah. think a lot of other people liked it too, which yeah. is fine. I mean, acorn squash is not a huge part of your eating life. I can, I can get that. I get behind that. Squash is one of those hard ones. Then now we have it, you know. So obviously, I made way too much because there's always way too much of everything. <laughs> yeah. And then what do you do with it, right? I mean, and we're going to talk leftovers in a little bit for sure because we've got plenty of that going on. But what did you think, Jake? Of so Hope had different kind of sweet potatoes this year. She said she had ones that were not super sweet. You said... Well, they were sweet. They were more white colored than the gold. And then they had pecans on top. Oh. And I saw someone else post on social media and I was like, oh, maybe I'm just not familiar with this 
type of recipe. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> but, do have some of the different colored sweet potatoes. Okay. But, I, but I've never heard, like, was it? It was white, huh? Like cream, like colored. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Hmm. If I, maybe they were just potatoes? Maybe. And then, like, I don't know, the pecans and whatever. Maybe. Sugar mixture. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I would have to like, What if you had, like, parsnips? Or what if you had, like, rutabaga? <laughs> she called them sweet potatoes. Oh, she did, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we did. What did we do with ours? Um, we put them in a uh, pot of some sort. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> he wasn't necessarily part of the cooking process Got as it. much as his brothers were. I but handled most of the music. You That's were the music. It. You were like giving us, and you were also the go-to for the gopher thing where I was like, I need this. Yeah. Go get this. And so he would go do that. But so we did a shingled sweet potato where we took, uh, we sliced up, we mandolined. So they were super thin and these rounds. And then we sort of set them into a baking dish in a kind of like a stacked, almost like if they were like cards sitting on end. Mm, mm-hmm. And then we tossed them in the harissa paste. So we did a little bit of harissa with vinegar, which is harissa is that spicy Middle Eastern condiment. So it's like chili paste. Oh, nice. Might have done a little too much oh. of that for the uh, the old family <laughs> at the table. So I think most of us really liked it. I think I sometimes go a little crazy. I don't know why harissa only shows up on my table at Thanksgiving and randomly. Like, I don't get why I do that, but that's what we did. And then we to- we did the top with pistachios. So it okay. wasn't like there was no sweetness in it whatsoever. But I didn't grow up with like a sweet, sweet potato casserole. Like the whole marshmallow topping thing oh, that is nope. completely yeah. foreign to me as a child. Never. And so that's why like I, it's not so, like I would never even go to anything other than savory for sweet potatoes because they're already sweet enough. Yeah, my thing is um, I don't normally ever if it's my choice eat sweet potatoes because i don't know it's just not for me yeah but um you like sweet potato fries like if we order them nope, no you don't no no uh-uh. um and uh I, I i i didn't mind it too much um but like i had more important things to get on my plate so. <laughs> which were let's get down to it what was your the center of the feast for you um i mean like it, it, i always am like a an advocate for the cream corn situation um but this year, I think I was more into the mashed potatoes. I mean, I mean, yeah, know. right. Normally, cream corn is totally your jam. Yeah, and you eat most of it. Yeah, and then this year, for some reason, which is funny because you have not been that big of a uh, mashed potato proponent because no. you said the school ruined it for you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> something about like uh, elementary school, just like their school mashed potatoes, and I was like, let's just admit they ruin a lot. Of even things. compare. <laughs> Like chocolate milk too, right? And actual just milk from those stanky little cartons that get really yes. weird tasting after a while. Yeah, they do that. Um, so then we also did. Here's the thing. I so the acorn squash was my favorite part of it. Um, so here's let's talk about the turkey for a second because did you did you have a review on like the turkey meat in and of itself, Jake? Um, so like, are you talking the breasts? Yeah. Or was the... it moist enough for you? Was it oh, like yeah. flavorful? No, it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. I, um, I, I never, like, I know you always like try and do something different with the turkey. Um, and like, I can't really tell. You couldn't tell. No. Cause this year we spatchcocked it. So I did. Mm-hmm. So I did two different things to it. Did you have any of the roulade? I did. Okay. So what we did was I took the, tur- the turkey and I cut it. This was hard. You guys, 22 pound turkey. Like that is no small bird and 22 pound turkey. And I ended up spatchcocking it, which means you cut the backbone out and then you kind of pry it apart and then you flip it and you break the breastbones down. And that was hard in and of itself. <laughs> Cause I was like, that's a lot. I had to stand on a chair to do that. And then after that, it's like, then I cut off the leg parts and then I was doing a roulade and I did this out of, I think it was food and wine had the recipe for it. And that was a big thing where they were like, 
And spatchcocking, I think I will never go back to not spatchcocking because we those the breast part of it was done in about two hours. And I mean, that's still a huge bird in two hours, but it was perfectly done, you know, and it wasn't over overly done. And it was just like we pulled it out of the oven and it sat there while we did all the rest of the stuff. And then it was just we warmed it up a little bit. It was perfect. Yeah, It was great. It and was, it was just that. And I took zero pictures of the bird and it was so pretty. I just, that was a fail. I dry brined it too for you guys, for if you realize. I just, I basically rubbed it with like a salt, you know, pepper and herb mixture. That was it. And I also did not rinse it afterwards, which then means we didn't really have to salt the turkey breast. Like even now as the sandwich portions, it's, I don't need as much salt as I do normally. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. The big thing with the roulade, I will tell you, this was a weird thing. So they tell you to, in this article, this was one of those things where I rarely follow recipes, but I've never done this before, doing the roulade. And it was take, it was talking about butterflying the leg. So you like take your knife up the bone of the leg and the thigh, and then you pull it apart to kind of, you know, like make a flap. But it was so hard to do. The meat did not, was not kind of like playing along. Maybe my knife wasn't sharp enough, but it didn't talk at all about the feather bones. Like when you get a turkey leg at the fair and you bite into it, it's got those weird spiny, you know, feather bones in it. You know, remember eating those? Oh, yeah. You yeah, eat yeah, around yeah. those? Yeah. Well, they didn't, the recipe didn't talk about how to remove those at That's all. not cool. No. And so then all of a sudden I had to, I mean, I figured it out because I didn't want us, because I couldn't roll it with that in it. But I just thought that was a, that was a significant miss on a professional magazine's, you know, food recipe where that's a, you know, during the Super Bowl of food, which is, of course, what this was. All right, you guys. Well, that's kind of everything worked out pretty well for us. I think we had a good time. I On the Facebook page over, I did ask you guys if you wanted to brag. If you feel like you have a brag, throw it up there. The thing that worked best on your plate on the feast table. If you feel like there's a thing that was hilariously went wrong, dang, we'd like to hear that, too. And uh, so that's over in the Facebook. We'll read some of those as we come back. We're going to talk about leftovers, but it is Small Business Saturday. So we have a couple small businesses we're going to talk about uh, who are coming in or calling in today. So we're going to talk to a couple people and we're just going to kind of roll with it. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I am here today with Jake Larson. Wow. Wow. The uh, 15-year-old wunderkind of uh, Orno High School Drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were just in a production of Little Women, I right? Was, yes, it was your favorite thing which ever. I am neither of which you are neither of. That's what we've established of. Of uh, so you so you loved it. You thought it was great. You're going to audition again for more stuff. Absolutely. Um, winter one act is uh, this Tuesday auditions. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. It's called the Rabbit Hole. Oh, that's which, a serious. I think. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a serious play. Mm. That'll be interesting. Um, And then you have the spring play coming up, too. Yes, which is going to be Radium Girls. Oh, I don't know that one either. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I don't really know too much about it either. You don't need to yet until you audition, right? (laughs) Is that the deal? Um, All right, you guys. So here's the deal. It's the family show, which is why Jake is here with me today. Um, And that just means Hanson is out of town with her family. And you guys are all out shopping, probably, which is awesome. We do have a little question up on the uh, feast page or on the feast page, the weekly dish. It's kind of been that way. That's kind of what it's been for the last month. And so I like that. that. Yeah. Right. And so and it is always the feast, really, truly. We're just kind of asking you guys, it's, it's since this is the brag show, maybe what's your best win or what was your fail, you know, at the uh, the old Thanksgiving table? We have a couple good ones. We have. Uh, 
<laughs> we have some people saying uh, Hanson put out and she said her best salad. She she loved her salad. That's what she got. Amy gets. Uh, she said she made the candied pecans for the top of her pumpkin pie, and she said I could have eaten all the pecans and tossed the pie. They were that good. Uh, Amy Thiering says a flop. My homemade cherry pie filling made with Door County cherries and crust made with lard filling did not set runny. Looked great though. I mean that's the thing, right? There's some things that are just never gonna. They're not gonna win, but like that's okay. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Quinn says the Russian beet vinaigrette that I had reverse engineered from one I had at Hammer and Sickle. Perfect contrast to the richness of the other fare. I thought that's great. Um, that's the kind of thing is like when you totally uh, riff on something and it, and it works. That to me is like my favorite thing. So no better feeling, no better feeling than just like going for something and then like whoa, whoa. Whoa, that actually was a win. And everyone says, wait, what did you do to that? You, I don't know. It's kind of the best thing. Um, so, But basically what we're into right now, pretty much, unless you've got a delayed Thanksgiving, some people are having Thanksgiving today still. We're doing Friendsgiving later, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. also where we have all of our buddies over to our house and everybody brings their leftovers <laughs> re-engineered in some way. Things they want to get rid of. Maybe they brought too much of one thing, didn't drink it, nobody ate this. Now we got to figure out what to do with it. It's kind of like a big leftover party. We're very excited by that. if you will. You what? A potluck, if you will. A potluck, if you will. Um, Also, we're going to do raclette tonight, which Mm -hmm. is kind of fun. We'll talk about that. More potatoes. More potatoes. Well, you cleared out the potatoes, dude. (laughs) They are gone. We do not have any leftover potatoes in our house. And let's be clear, that was a five-pound bag of potatoes that we made. We made all five pounds of those potatoes. (laughs) I'm not saying you ate it alone. Your brother has helped, for sure. I'm just saying. There's none left because yesterday for us was sit on the couch, watch movies and eat 150 turkey sandwich day. We might have spoken a total of 100 words. Yeah, we didn't. You and I did a lot of not talking. Yeah. Yeah, that was fine. I thought we had people come over. We had people, you know, sort of like drop in and that was good, you know, but I got to tell you, the leftover situation is kind of maybe the jam for me knowing that I have that, that it's all going to be there in my fridge. And so maybe there's less pressure for me to shovel it all in my face while we're sitting there. I think that's why I didn't, I don't even remember going back up for a second plate. I'm (laughs) for sure I didn't. But I mean, that was, I think, because I know, like I didn't take any stuffing on Thanksgiving because to me, that was already too much going on on my plate. Didn't have room. And then I thought, well, the stuffing's going to be there. It's going to be there tomorrow. It's just bread. It's going to take up more space. I literally had a mental discussion with myself about it. So I (laughs) held off on it. But, um, I will say we basically have so much stuffing still that that's what I have to figure out what to do with today for the friends. But here, before we get into what some ideas that we can help you guys with, um, we have, for some reason, when I Googled Thanksgiving leftovers this morning just to find, see if there's anything fresh, so many articles about how long you should be keeping something versus how long you should, when you should throw it away, Mm, right? So turkey, they say it lasts four days in the fridge. I think ours four is days. four days, four months in the freezer. If you want to freeze it, turkey can la- freeze for four months. Um, they're saying basically cut leftover turkey into small pieces and store separately in smaller containers. We have ours in a big old bag. Yeah, As that can, I'm not. I'm. I'm saying four days is really. I'm not buying into that. I'm feeling like it can go longer than four days. I'm gonna say at least a week. Yeah, I feel like there's a week. Well, plus I would say that ours, because we dry brined it, so it's got a lot of salt already. It's a little bit, Mm -hmm. it has a better chance of preserving. And we make enough turkey sandwiches that it's... Yeah, it might not even last four days. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Gravy, they say up to four days in the fridge. 
And it says up to four months in the freezer. So if you had a great gravy that you loved, I'd freeze that sucker and then thaw that out again. Because you're probably not going to eat a ton of gravy this week. I'd say like keeping one, you know. Uh, And they say when you do reheat it, reheat it to a roiling, a rolling boil. Mm. And to cover, cover it to heat all the way through. Our gravy was not great this year. No, no. It's our gravy at our house is always a, uh, a hit or miss. Was it? Yeah. Like. Yeah, it, <laughs> we we had that one year that was like, oh my god, like yeah. no, not of nowhere. It was just amazing. It was really great. And then we've had green gravy. We have had green gravy. That and, was um, this year was a kind of a healthy <laughs> middle, if you will. Yeah, this year was sort of I don't know, and I'm not going to name the family member who was maybe at fault for the gravy. I'm just saying that maybe there was a brother that was supposed to be responsible for things and. I thought he was going to go all in because I thought he was going to redeem himself from the green gravy. And he just sort of went, meh. And so we kind of threw it together Mm -hmm, last minute. mm -hmm. Here's the biggest problem. I am not a gravy human. Like, we all know that, like, I don't actually care about gravy. So because I don't care about it, it kind of gets, you know, shuffled off to the side. I know that's controversial, but... since you're the one who's raised me, I haven't really. Yeah, this it's is true. You poor like thing. a huge part of my life. So. Right. And when would I you mean, ever go somewhere to? Exactly. I know. Um, potatoes and yams. They say four days in the fridge, up to two months in the freezer. So go ahead and freeze those. Hmm. If you're doing canned canned cranberry sauce, the canned stuff, the jellied, which you don't even know about, is oh. you refrigerate it after opening. It says it lasts one to two weeks. Freezing is not recommended for that, by the way. Cranberry is like people's favorite thing. Some people. Really? But, okay, so some of them. Okay, so I went over to Bruce and Lynn's, our neighbors, yeah. you know, the night before the feast, and we were just chatting. Bruce, like, loves that sound of the cranberry sauce coming out of the can. The make it goes. <laughs> it's like a thwock. Like a jello situation. It is like a jellied thwock that lands <laughs> on the plate, and it shakes a little bit, and it's got the ridges. And he was, Bruce was very adamant. It has to have the ridges. Like, it has mm. to still be in can shape. I know a lot of people who feel this way. Yeah, I um, I was looking on the uh, the old Instagrams and such, and uh, I think Terry Crews, same situation. Oh, did he champion that? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's really funny. I don't doubt it. I'm I'm definitely, I hear you. If you've got a tradition like that from your past, it's a nostalgia moment. That's why I say pretty much anything is fair game, you know, on the Thanksgiving table. I mean, I'm not going to judge your canned cranberries. So we were not really allowed to, like... We have to have the staples. Like you can't, you can't get rid of the cream corn or anything. That's what you say now, but you don't know who you're going to be in four years. <laughs> and like, maybe you're going to like show up and you're going to be like 19 or 20 and you come home from college and be like, yeah, I don't care about the cream corn. Mm, it's possible. It's possible. It's, I'm just saying like life changes. Uh, stuffing. They say up to four days in the fridge and two to three months in the freezer. Here's gigs. I've, I'm not thawing out my stuffing in February and be like, this is great. Let's have some stuffing. <laughs> that is just not happening. Um, pies, they say fruit pies can be kept at room temperature for two days. Okay. They can, that's according to BettyCrocker.com. They can be stored in the fridge, loosely covered for two, for up to two more days. An unbaked crust will keep for two months in the freezer, while a baked crust will keep for four months. Wow. We didn't have any pie situation. We had zero pie. <laughs> Whoa. That's funny. I know. We had zero pie. Dessert was also a little bit of a afterthought this year for us. I, I, I thought it was great. You loved it. Your brother Joe made a wonderful ginger apple thing, cake. Cake, cream, So what he did layer. was, the cake didn't set the way he wanted it to, so he basically sort of crumpled it up and made a trifle out of it, which I thought trifle. worked out. A oh, trifle. yeah, I, I, I love it. Okay, a couple more things. Um, uh, so let's talk about what kind of things you could make with your Thanksgiving leftovers, because I got to tell you, there's a couple things that I want to recommend. 
Um, turkey, obviously. You know, we always talk about the mashed potato croquettes. Like, for some reason, every year we go, yeah, make mashed potato croquettes. What's Just eat a, your mashed potatoes. What's a croquette? Just, it's like they wrap, you wrap it up, you make a ball out of the mashed potatoes, and then you flour it, and then you kind of fry it. Okay. Which would be fine, but I'm just saying yeah. we never even eat them that way. Oh, we never get there. Mashed potatoes goes in the microwave so easily. I know this is a key, this is a key thing. Stuffing hash. I feel that your stuffing is a total uh, surface content for your eggs in the morning from now on for the next three yeah. days. Yeah, two poached eggs on top of a thing of stuffing, perfect. And that's power. Yeah, our stuffing had bacon and arugula and pumpkin seeds in it because that's what was there. And mushrooms. Yes, many mushrooms. Many that's mushrooms. true. Uh, here's a couple ideas. This is what I thought. This was my number one one I'm going to put up for you guys. Um, turkey congee with crispy shiitake mushrooms. A little warm rice porridge with turkey. Like, forget your turkey tetrazzini. And, I mean, everyone's going to make some turkey soup, and you're going to have sandwiches. But a little congee, which is just, I, I really would love for everyone to embrace congee. Such a good, do you remember we had the stuff at... Uh, congees. Yeah, at congees. <laughs> in... in <laughs> Where were we? Seattle. Seattle, yeah. yeah that, it was in the some night market? Yeah, no. yeah, it was in the Noriyuki, I think. I'm not sure. Some sort of mall. Yeah, it was great. But we were in this Japanese market, and we had this... this little, there was a little kanji shop. And I thought, why don't we have kanji shops? Because like, we're the, just not there yet in the Midwest. <laughs> there but, was like no sign or anything. It was just like this guy standing at this little wooden kanji. counter. And then there was a white wall that he went behind and he brought us kanji. You guys, kanji again is basically like rice porridge. It's just savory and beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's, but with a turkey and some crispy shiitakes on some there, that sounds. Egg. Yeah. I might make that tonight. Might as well. I might. Cause we have the kids come. We have people coming over. I yeah. could throw some squash in there. Some a of the acorn squash. Kanji pot. A huge kanji pot. You know who makes kanji great is Steph Meyer. Really? So yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can make it in the instant pot, people. Not lying. Not lying at all. Well, there you go. All right. I'm going to put up this link to the Bon Appetit uh, list of 26 fun items that you can do with your leftovers. So hopefully that if you guys are making food for yourselves tonight, if you've got stuff going on tomorrow, ramen with smoked turkey broth, spicy cabbage salad with turkey and peanuts, cranberry grilled cheese. What? That's, we got this all for you. So we're going to put that up there. Whoa. I know, I know. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we are going to be talking with our first small business. We're going to talk to the kids at Pajarito and talk about their second anniversary. We'll be right back. This is a Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back, Weekly Dishers. Thanks for joining us on this post-feast Saturday of the weekend, the small business Saturday as well. Hopefully you guys are all uh, out there shopping on your way to do some good shopping. If you're thinking about it and you want to support some small businesses this Saturday or and beyond, you also want to think about the independent restaurants that are out there. So that is why we have Mr. Steve Hesse here on the radio. Are you here, Mr. Steve? I sure am. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Very good. We are, you know, the kid Jake is here with me in studio, just so you know. Ooh. Oh, perfect. I know, right? Uh, so we wanted to highlight you guys, Pajarito, especially because you guys are obviously a small business. This is, you are celebrating, you're coming up on your two-year anniversary, which is so exciting. Yeah, that is correct. We made it two years, which is awesome. So uh, the 21st of your two-year, we're doing a party uh, before that, though, we have a guest chef, uh, two guest chefs coming into town to do it, a pop-up on Wednesday, Thursday, the 5th and 6th. Um, we have uh, Justin Carlisle, who is a four-time James Beard nominee from Milwaukee. He owns three restaurants, uh, Ardent. Uh, he owns Laughing Taco and Red Light Ramen. And then, of course, we have our our famous pastry guy in town, John Krause from Patisserie 46 in Los Patisseria. He's going to come and do some desserts. 
And then Tig and I, of course, are going to do some dishes too. So we're kind of doing a play on, uh, since I have some Asian in my background for cooking and uh, Justin owns a ramen shop and a taco shop, we're doing a ramen and taco pop-up. Uh, so we're doing some Mexican dishes and also some uh, Japanese dishes. Are you really? I didn't realize you were doing some Japanese stuff. What, what's kind of, That's kind of a fun way to play, my isn't dream. it? Yeah, well, we figured, you know, Taig is in his background with, uh, you know, Asian cuisine as well, and mine with Japanese, and then, of course, Justin with his background with uh, the Red Light Ramen. We thought it'd be kind of fun to be able to kind of do something a little bit different for our two years, just kind of have some fun, and, you know, we brought him in, so we're doing two nights. Uh, we go from four to... 8.30, we're doing reservations. We don't normally do reservations. We're actually taking reservations online for this. Uh, it's a $20 deposit per person, but that $20 actually goes towards your bill. Uh, so when you come in, that to- you have already have a $20 credit per person at your table. That's awesome. Uh, so it works out pretty well. So is it going to be a set menu, or is it going to be like uh, you can kind of pick and choose? No, we have. So we're doing four different ramens. We're doing uh, four, five different tacos and about eight to ten different small plates and sharing sides. Oh, and cool. then we'll have a couple desserts. Uh, Patrick Denny, our bar manager, is doing some awesome craft cocktails to max, ma- uh, match with uh, some of the new dishes plus some of the new uh, Japanese-style dishes we're doing. And then, uh, of course, John will be doing the two desserts. So it'll be kind of a come in, mix and match, um, do whatever you want. It's not a course-tasting menu. That's not really our style here. So we just want everybody to sit down, have fun, order a bunch of food and drinks, and have a good time and celebrate with us for our two-year anniversary. So tell us a little bit about, can you give us like a one or two of the ramens to describe like which ones, what kind of, what we can look forward to? Well, I'm doing a kimchi and short rib, uh, short rib ramen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do some house-made kimchi, soft poached eggs. Some, uh, we have the wood-fired grill, of course, here at Pajarito, so I'm doing some thick cut. Um, a little more, there'll be about a half an inch thick. So you see your Korean-style short ribs are really thin. Mine are going to be a little thicker, so they're nice mid-rare, so have a good chew to them and really good flavor. Um, we're doing uh, some sweet corn dishes. Uh, we're doing some, I'm doing a smoked swordfish taco. Um, we're doing some vegetarian options. We're doing a, a vegetable miso ramen with mushrooms. Uh, Tig's working on a chicken one, just straight chicken, no pork. Oh. Um, so it's going to be kind of a big, we're going to have a bunch of different variations uh, Justin Carlisle's family comes from uh, Carlisle Meats as well. They have a big uh, um, butchery, and, and, and they have a bunch of steers, so he's going to be bringing some of his own family's meat, I guess. Beef. Yeah. So he's gonna, he's <laughs> just meat. It's just that. an ingredient. He's got some other dishes he's doing, um, kind of mix and match, so it should be a lot of fun. That's awesome. So what is it like? Have you haven't had very many like uh, guest chefs come and cook with you guys? Is that well? Last year, last year for our, well, no, we, this is our first chef from out of town. Yeah. We had, last year we had um, Shane Porto from Octo right. Fish Bar, and we had um, uh, Jay Cachuela from Parlor come in and help us with some cocktails, and we had or some uh, tacos, and then we also had um, um, some bartenders from around town uh, do some cocktails. So this time we decided to Justin and I kind of been chatting the last six or eight months, just you know on the social media network, just kind of getting to know each other. And I just asked if he was interested in coming to town and doing some fun stuff. And he has been here before doing some stuff with, uh, um, with Gavin, Kaysen and, and Diane. And they did a couple of things here and he's got some friends here. So he's like, Heck yeah, I'll, I'll for sure come. So he's super excited. He knows John um, Kraus as well from past experiences, I guess. So there, that's why we brought John in and this is going to be kind of fun and drinking and 
eating ramen and tacos. That's kind of crazy. Now, you guys have been sitting on, you guys, we're talking with Steve Hesse of uh, Pajarito, and he and his partner, Tag Nelson, have also have opened, been open for two years, and you guys are on down on West 7th. Now, that area, what do you, how has the keg and case market sort of affected you guys? Has it brought people? Has it, have you noticed a bump at all? No, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely, I think it's kind of, I think it's helping a little bit for sure. Oh, you good. Know, people are coming down to check it out and um, you know, they drive past West 7th where we're a little bit farther down from the Excel Center. So people that are used to going to just events and stuff on Excel, they usually stay down there. Uh, now they're going to the keg and case to kind of see what's going on with the market and do some shopping and they pass and kind of go, oh, that's where Pajarito is. Right. So it's kind of <laughs> awesome that they see us. And yeah, I think, I think for sure we've uh, gotten a little bit of boost for sure from just foot traffic going around. I think, you know, Thomas and I have chatted before about it, and you know he thinks you know that that this would have helped, and it actually is helping. It's it's awesome. More competition and more foot traffic is better because it brings people downtown. So I agree that bringing people to that area, especially, is can be you know a, just a boon for everybody, and hopefully they'll spread out you know enough so that. That's exactly what I think is like when they drive by your spot and they go, well, that's where that is. I drove by a new place called St. Paul Tap the other day, which is just a yep. new place opening up down by you guys, not too far. But and yep. that was like, I would have never, I was on my way to Ken Case to meet somebody and I thought I never would have seen that if I hadn't have been on my way there. For sure. I mean, that's, I mean, when we first looked at the spot, we wanted to be a neighborhood type of restaurant. So yeah. that's why we kind of picked the location instead of being in more of the downtown area, which is everything's awesome downtown as well. I love all the restaurants down there as well, but it was just our style. We thought it would feel a little bit better down here. So it is a little different when people just go to downtown to do things and don't realize that within a two-mile radius, there's 10 other restaurants. You know, we have us, we have Moochie, Keg and Case. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other places around here that are kind of in the, you know, I didn't say out of the city too much because we're definitely in the city. But, yeah. you know, a few blocks farther down than, than your average, you know way you'd normally go so yeah no you're in that first ring um which is nice because there's parking there's street parking yep. it's just there's a little bit more of a pedestrian feel i think west 7th is really kind of becoming its own neighborhood destination which i think is a lot of fun yeah it's great you know free parking everywhere we have a parking lot of our own we also have a second parking lot that we share with the um saint stan's church behind us we use it after five o'clock at night so there's an additional 30 parking spots back there and um, yeah, it's nice. You know, you're not running around. We do a shuttle for the wild games too. So it's kind of right. nice that you can park here, eat and take a shuttle down with the game as well. Right. I forgot that. That's awesome. All right. So the, the parties are the two pop-up parties of the December 3rd and 4th. Is that right? Uh, fourth, uh, fifth and it's a Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. The, the fifth and sixth, I believe that's let me get my, let me get my date straight. I believe I got to pick my <laughs> calendar. But people can and people can reserve. You can make reservations. Yeah, the, but you can you also just kind of yeah. come in and hang out at the bar. Yeah, we will have. So we're doing reservations, but of course, with reservations, we always keep some walk-in space available. And then we're at the bar top is all free. Come first, come first serve seating. Okay. So I know Patrick and the bar guys would be happy to have the whole bar filled the whole night, eating ramen and tacos and drinking his cocktails. Great. Um, we are doing a bad weather uh, a collaboration with Bad Weather Brewery as well for this event. Okay. Uh, and we're going to keep that one on tap for the next, you know, hopefully, you know, six months, a year. You know, we'll see how well it sells. But we kind of did one with us and them and, and our flavors to go with our food, and it should be awesome. Awesome. That's so great. Okay, you guys, uh, this is Pajarito on West 7th, and happy happy second birthday, guy, and go out and support small businesses today. You got it. Thank you. Okay. We'll, talk, we'll put the information up on the Facebook page, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Jake Larson. 
We are uh, we are just chilling on this post feast Saturday and letting you know it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you want to give us a call, 651-641-1071, you can give us a call and uh, let us know what's up. Uh, we would like to talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you want to brag about your feast, uh, that would be an awesome thing to do. You can call us and let us know what's going on and what your table wins and loses were. If you want to ask Jake about any... Uh, Teen shopping ideas for your teens. He's up for it. He's open. He's a kid. Rad. He knows things. Um, and uh, we've got, you know, all sorts of other fun stuff that we can answer questions for you if you would like. I just lost my computer monitor, so oh. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's what we got going on. Uh, so give us a call. 651-641-1071. I can still try to answer you on the socials if you want. Uh, but, uh, there we are. Okay. I'm back up. So now I can, (laughs) every time you touch, anyway, (laughs) I'm not going to touch the screen again. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, just quickly, Jake, what is, if, if you're going to put out a Christmas list, I'm just helping some people out here for like a teen who is, let's, so here's the deal. You're like a drama teen. You're, Mm -hmm. you're not a sporty teen, No, no. but you do love video games. Yeah. yeah, And what would be like something cool that a 15 year old would want you think what would you get for your bros the lads that's a tricky question um well i uh i typically fall on the nerdier side of teens true um for me it's probably some sort of dungeons and dragons book (laughs) gotta be honest by the way that's a thing now again for some of you guys who didn't know (laughs) these children are now playing dungeons and dragons again yes yeah um but for the more typical teen That's a tricky question. Okay, you can think about it because we do have Sally who was on the line. Hey, Sally, what's going on? Hi, um, I had a question for Jake. Okay. Um, I'm reading Radium Girls, but I missed. Where is it being put on? It's being put on. Oh, go sorry. Go ahead. It's uh, it's um, it's just at my local Orno Theater. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) And when when are they when are they putting it up? Do you know? Um. I, it's going it, to be the spring play. Yeah, oh, spring so, play. Okay, I can track that bad boy down. Yeah, right? I think you can, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a great book. It's a great book. Do you love it? I love it. Oh, that's exciting. So it's about, yeah. I, I was looking it up and it says it's about female factory workers who contracted radiation poisoning from that's painting it. watch. That's it. That is so cool sounding. It's re- it's a wonderful read. It's it's like a, an episode of Law and Order. Oh, it's okay, fabulous. good. That's a good okay. recommendation for a gift, maybe, too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Thanks for okay, calling, thank Sally. You. Yeah, that's another thing. What books are you reading? Books? Right now I'm reading Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to the Galaxy. Again. Oh, ultimate. Yeah. Nerd. Totally nerd. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but that's a really good one too, right? Oh, yeah. What is the game that's coming out? The big game? What's the gamer's game? Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> is it Smash Bros? Or yeah, is it... Yeah. Do we call it that? It's it's Super Smash Bros. You know. And it's being released on December 5th or something? 7th. Okay. And that is like a big thing. Yeah. That's... um. It's for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's which is the current Nintendo console. Is, is the Switch the hottest like gaming thing around right now? I mean, as far I mean, it's the newest and biggest. I'd say because um, like I don't know. I'm a Nintendo guy. I don't. I'm not super into the whole Xbox or PS4 or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I know people are. Um, I did build my own PC. Right. Um, 
But uh, so and if people are looking to build their own PCs, you recommend Micro Center, Micro Center in Hopkins slash St. Louis Park. Yes, that place has literally everything if, you need. So if you have a kid who wants to play some serious gaming and is looking for PC parts and processors and things, Micro Center is a good spot. It's all of your life. bros have gone there. Oh, yeah. OK, it's it's also just fun to go there and see and just look at things. It's, it's yeah. It's OK. A good time. All right. I like that. That's a good thing. Um, okay. So let's talk about, we're going to go back to food for a second though. All right. Okay. So, cause it's, I mean, like it's a very known quantity that, by the way, you guys, six five one six four one one zero seven one. if you want to call in and uh, give, ask us where to go, what to eat. Um, but it is a known quantity on the show that I don't allow Christmas talk until after <laughs> the feast, but guys, it's on. It's 100% mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on. Cool one away. It is. Yeah, started. cool. Yeah, well, we won't mention another radio station for sure. <laughs> My but apologies. My apologies. <laughs> but there is... Um, we do have some, you know, music playing in the car and whatever and, and, yeah. and uh, on the Spotify's and such. And the the thing that um, we also do is tomorrow we're going to go see some theater. Mm-hmm. We are going to go mm-hmm. see Noises Off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go and you get to pick where we're going to go eat afterwards. And where do you want to go for that? Which is depending on the timing. Um, but hopefully Zenbox Izakaya because my God. Because you love a Zenbox ramen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my favorite. Why is it your favorite? I don't know. I mean, just like John and Leah, they know what they're doing. True. They studied ramen like maybe nobody else in town has. Yeah. They go to Japan all the time. If you guys are looking for a place to take the teen for ramen shop or for ramen eating. Zenbox is the way. Yeah. And, now, um, go ahead. Where would you go for like cool, not anime stuff, but like food that sort of supports a kid who loves anime? Oh, I, mm, I mean, probably United Noodle. Yeah. Because I mean... Yeah. Because you can find a whole bunch of Japanese candy mm-hmm. and you can find all sorts of little like you can find ramen that's better than obviously top ramen at the grocery store is, you know, yeah. a 29 cent wonder. But <laughs> necessarily, if you're going to get some stocking stuffers and some fun stuff. Yeah. You know, noodle. it's um cheap stuff for but like it's it's good. It's good quality. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's really and it's really fun. They've got great candy. They've got yep. the Ramuno. Right? Ramune. Ramune, yeah. which is your weird soda, soda pop. It's kind of mm. crazy. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Okay, so what are you... So as far as doing like Christmas cookies and things like that, because that's kind of the next stage that we have to start thinking about. Wow. I know. It's like weird. I know. It's like I'm still not ready. As much as we can say, no. I'm just not ready. I mean, maybe if there was snow outside, that might help. But <sighs> Really? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for the snow either. I still... I got to say that 40 degree, you know, yesterday was kind of a slick thing, although you and I really didn't leave the house for more than like taking the garbage out. (laughs) But still, I think, I don't know if I'm really ready for the super snow yet, but I don't know. I could start making Christmas cookies. We don't buy our Christmas tree at least until I think December 1st is kind of my, you know. Really? Is it? I, I, I never really have a gauge of what time we get. I was just like, we get it and we have it for at least a week before Christmas. We have it for like four weeks before Christmas. That's probably true. It's just like I don't. <laughs> You're still I, in that teenage time warp where you don't necessarily know. No. Yeah. Like I, if, if you asked me what day it was right now, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But this is a weird one because <laughs> this is like yesterday we were watching, uh, we were watching Hunger Games at the very end and watching and thinking like, God, is it Sunday? And then realizing, no, we have to get up together and yeah. and and do radio tomorrow morning, which is because I haven't had school since Tuesday. That's true. That is the gift of all and things. When there's no school, I kind of lose a concept of time. Like I knew that like I was coming on here, 
but I couldn't like two days ago. I was like, I am going to radio in two days. Not like I'm going to radio on Saturday. <laughs> right. No, I know. It is a funny thing like that. Okay. But back to Christmas cookies, because this yeah, is what sorry. I want to know. If you are feeling like a Christmas cookie is, is the, the one Christmas cookie that we have to make this year as I'm planning ahead, you know, what would you say is the one thing? Well, the one cookie. We've never been like a huge gingerbread family. Which is weird because we actually were when you were younger. You probably just yeah. don't remember when we used to make... I made so much gingerbread. I know you put them on the tree. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I mean... You're feeling like you didn't get enough gingerbread humans to bite legs off of and stuff? No, no. I mean, like, I feel like it just kind of died out over time. I guess unless it gets... Maybe that's it. It's like it starts big. You know, the other sibs, when they were all there... At one point, we had four children... You know, kind of hanging around in the kitchen and then it kind of has slowly weaned down to just you, you poor yeah. thing. Okay, gingerbread, that's the big call this year? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been lacking in my life and I say, hey, let's go. All right, hey, let's go, let's do it. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back with that second hour of Weekly Dish. 